ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Hello, Brother Michael. Good afternoon to you. How are you, my friend? Not too bad. Well, you're sounding a lot better than you was last week. Oh, yeah. Brother Michael, last week it was rough. Uh, Praise God. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm recovering. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Um, That's good. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen to that. And uh, thank thank you for your prayers, for praying for me last week. Amen. Amen. uh, That was a speedy recovery. It could have been worse. Yes, yes, that's very good, very good. Everybody. That's wonderful. Just to let you know, before yes. uh, I forget, that I'm going away for a few days with my wife next week, so I won't be able to do uh, next Wednesday's show, okay? That's fine. We'll miss you, but you deserve yeah, the time yeah. off. So, <laughs> Well, I, we haven't had any time together for a long time. She went to Grenada this year. Yes. She went down with Mary for a week, so we're not going away anywhere. Just some bed and breakfast. We may stay overnight in a couple of places. So we, we won't be about next week. I'm sorry about that. Oh. I, I will miss the show, but I do need a break. Yes, sir, you do. You have been working very hard, and I hope you will. Uh, take that time off and enjoy it and rest and um, praise the Lord. Everybody, Amen. we're excited to be here with Pastor Michael Cummins. Wherever you're tuning in from, welcome aboard. We've got this hour together and we'll get started. Brother Michael, would you like to open us up in prayer? Certainly. Dear Lord God, we are going to preach today about the judgment. And Lord, I've been so shocked to meet people who have no idea of the judgment. People who think when they die, if they're good, they go to heaven. If they die and they're bad, they go to hell. And that's what they've been taught in churches. They've not been taught the truth. Well, today, Lord, I don't want to frighten anyone or shock anyone, but I will speak the truth today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. The mic is yours, my friend. Thank you. I have a dear friend, and he is a dear friend, and uh, I've helped him out with deliverance and his family, and I'm still helping him out with deliverance. He asked me what I was going to preach about this week, and I said the judgment, and he asked me what that was. And I said, well, it's the, the end times. It's the last day of the end times when God calls an end to it all, and all mankind is judged the living and the dead and he looked at me bemused he said I thought that when you died if you was good you went to heaven if you was bad you went to hell I said you've never been taught about the judgment and he's been going to family churches you know churches that are very nice nice people who teach nice things but you know the whole of the bible needs to be taught the whole of it because there are people out there in the world who are scoffers. And I'm going to start by reading what the Bible says about scoffers. We're going to go to Second Peter 3. And it can go down to verse 13. I'll see how we're getting on. Uh, so this is Second Peter 3, verses 1 onwards. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words 
which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us the apostles of the Lord and Saviour knowing this first that there shall be in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation for this they willingly are ignorant of that by by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that them was being overflowed with water perished but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord a thousand years and a thousand years are one day the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to us would not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up seeing that all these things shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord where in the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promise look for the new heavens and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness Amen Hallelujah so you see people have to read all of the Bible they have to read every word not go to church and because some pastors are frightened to tell them the truth because it might scare people away from the church we have to hear the truth if we are born again and we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour what have we got to be frightened of let's have a look at Hebrews 9 this will tell us the truth 26 to 28 for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation verse 27 and it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment now the word judgment appears in the Bible 294 times and there's variations of the word judgment as well in the Bible many many times but we have to face the fact that we will all face the judgment throne now those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour we've given our lives to Jesus we're living for Jesus we're reading the word we're filled with the Holy Spirit we're going out and doing the works into the world 
Hallelujah. Mark 16 said, Go ye into the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. And we are doing that now. We're trying to give this word of freedom to all people. I was quite shocked the other day. I was listening to a Christian radio station. And they said in my homeland, Great Britain, in 1981, 75% of all the population of Great Britain believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and believed in God. This year they did another survey and that's gone down to 51%. Now we know we've had Hindus move into Britain of a different faith. We've had Buddhists move into Britain of a different faith. And of course we have Muslims who have come to this country of a different faith. But the British people have lost their faith in the Lord quite dramatically. Now you can call that the beginning of the falling away, which is predicted in the Bible. But what do people think happens when they die? I'm sure many people think that they go to sleep in their graves, and I'm sure they think that they just sleep forever. If you like, a soul sleep for all eternity that no one bothers them, no one wakes them up. There's nothing else going to happen in their life. And they think, I two people I know who died, I was asked to pray for recently. And both of these people uh, refused Jesus on their, on their deathbed. They refused to repent of their sins. They refused to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So things are changing in Britain. I don't know about the rest of the world. I can only speak for the London area where I live and the places I travel to in Britain. But one thing I do know, that the day of judgment is coming and God is the judge. Now, many questions I've been asked. I've been asked before. Is there a possibility of a second chance to come to Jesus and repent our sins after we have died? What happens to souls that pass before they can make an attempt to put their lives right with Jesus? Do they have another opportunity to respond to Jesus Christ after they die? But before the day of judgment? Is such a thing possible? Some have promoted the idea of a second chance after death. But the Bible does not indicate that people get another opportunity to repent or to put their faith in Jesus after they die. We've just read in Hebrews 9 verse 27. And take this to heart, as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. That tells us that's the end. And the next event that will happen in the person's life is he will face the judgment. Jesus said that people will be judged based on what they did during their lives. During their lives. In Matthew 16, verse 27, Jesus said, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then will reward each person according to what they have done. This have a look at John 5, verse 25. Let's look at John 5, verse 25 and see what it says you know we need to get this right people can't be deluded by something that is not right we've got to tell the truth tell the absolute truth that people are no longer being kidded thinking 
that when you die, if you've been a good boy, you go automatically to heaven. Hallelujah. John 5, verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me have everlasting life and shall not come unto in come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. What does that mean? Well, if there's a judgment and we're all called to the judgment, Jesus will say, this one's for me. There will be a mark upon you that God will know that you are with Jesus Christ and you will pass from judgment into eternal life. Let me read that again. Hallelujah. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me have everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Verse 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father has life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 27 says, and have given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Verse 28, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear the voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Those who have accepted Jesus Christ now. And we all have children and we all love our children. We love our grandchildren. So I'm calling to you all now. This is the time that you tell the family the truth. Accept Jesus Christ. He will speak. I don't know the words Jesus will say. He'll say, wake up, arise. And those who arise, who are with Jesus, will arise to eternal life. Those who have rejected Jesus, like those two people who died recently and wouldn't accept Jesus before their death, they will rise to eternal condemnation. In other words, the lake of fire. Hallelujah. We've got to understand this. We've got to understand it, that this is the final judgment. Hallelujah. Verses 27 to 30 make it clear that the contents is the final judgment. Everyone, including those in the graves, will hear his voice and then be raised from the dead. Either to a resurrection of eternal life with God and with Jesus, or a resurrection of condemnation, that they will be separated from God. All people will hear the Son of God. When the Son of God judges the world, and not at some prejudgment event, when he preaches the gospel to people who have died but never accepted him, that will never happen. There will not be a prejudgment event when all those who have rejected Jesus will be risen to life and Jesus will say to them, now you lot, you've made a mistake, I give you another chance to accept me. That will not happen. That will not happen at all. Let's have a look at Luke 16, verses 19 to 31. Luke 16, verses 19 to 31. If you know this, this is the parable of the unjust steward. 
There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you there is a great goal fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they come, also come, into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went with them from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one who rose from the dead. Hallelujah. So there's a chasm between those who go to heaven and those who go to hell. And they can't cross over. The amazing thing about the people who live on the world now who have rejected Jesus Christ and gone to other religions, they've had over 2,000 years mankind has to accept the Son of God who came born of the Virgin Mary, incarnate of the Holy Spirit. And they've had time to repent of their sins and accept Jesus. Now, what do they want a final chance? Like the rich man, he lived sumptuously all his life. He ate the best food. He laid on the finest silk of a night. He wore the finest clothes. He drank the finest wines. And poor old Lazarus is outside, begging. The only comfort he gets that the sores on his legs and feet are being licked by the dogs. You see, dogs have an antiseptic in their saliva, and that is helping Lazarus. Now, Lazarus has done nobody no harm. We can see he's lived a good life, and he's never hated anyone. He's never criticized anyone. He's never tried his best to hurt people. And even though he's in a bad way, he goes to heaven. And he's resting in Abraham's bosom. The other man, the rich man, is in hell being tormented. And you see, he says, well, I've got five brothers. Let me try and save them. But you see, all the family have rejected the Lord. They fell for the love of money, which is the root of all evil. So that teaches us there's not another chance 
to get salvation. Despite these truths, however, we need to be careful in assuming the eternal destination of people based on our own feelings towards them and what we know. It's never too late to start all over again. Anybody, anybody can come to Jesus. It's not too late. We need to reassure ourselves that all judgment belongs to Jesus Christ and his judgment is perfect. Our judgment is based on what we believe is right and wrong. Jesus knows what is right and what is wrong. He knows that. Let's have a look at Psalm 96, verse 13. Psalm 96, verse 13. Before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. You see, when it comes to the judgment, we can't blame other people for the state we're in. And we certainly can't lie to the Lord because the Lord will judge with perfect truth. Hallelujah. Let's go right the way back to Genesis. Genesis 18, verse 25. Let's go right the way back there and see what it says. Judgment has been spoken about ever since mankind fell. Genesis 18, verse 25. That be far off from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do that? Hallelujah. Do you remember what? God's judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. So that proves that God's judgment is righteous. Completely righteous. Now, what would you do to miss heaven? What do you have to do to miss heaven? Yes, we're all sinners. All mankind was sinners. I was a terrible sinner before I came to the Lord. But thank God the Lord is with me and I've had the opportunity to repent of my sins and seek redemption through the blood of Jesus. But what for those who have rejected Jesus, who do not want Jesus? Let's go to Revelation 21 and we'll read verses 6 to 8. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. That's the people. Now, if you're guilty of any of those sins and other sins that you believe will prevent you from eternal life, then you have the opportunity to do something about it now. You have the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. I also suggest that these scriptures that you play 
this program again and you get these scripture references and you play them to your children, to your grandchildren, all of those who have freedom and they think life is all about freedom. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the founder of the Baptist churches in Britain and all over the world, he believed that free will led to destruction. It's not free will that leads to destruction because God gave us free will. It's the abuse of free will. There are people out there who have given their lives to Jesus and they believe they're once saved and always saved. That if they do anything wrong, that God will automatically forgive them. But you see, once we're born again and once we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, our mind should be being transformed and renewed. We shouldn't be going back to doing the things we once did. We shouldn't be doing it. Let's have a look at Revelation 22. We'll read it again from 13 down to 16. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Hallelujah. You see, that's the end. It's done. After that, final judgment is the new heaven and the new earth. Those who have not been deemed by Jesus Christ to be part of him will go into the lake of fire. They will burn in the lake of fire for all eternity. It's terrifying. As I've said before on this program a couple of times, I'm not frightened of Satan in the least. I don't mind him attacking me. Because I know he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And he that is in me is the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. But I'm terrified of God. I'm trying my hardest to remember everything that I've done wrong in my life. That I've never repented of. And now I must repent of it. I'm 72 years of age. I don't know how long I'm going to live. But I know I want to be with Jesus. What is hell or the lake of fire really like? The most terrifying thing is, of course, you're there for eternity. You don't know if you've been there a week or you've been there a thousand years. You are reminded of everything that you've done wrong in your life that has caused you to land in such a terrifying place. You will be reminded of that constantly all the time you were there. There's no friends there. There's no one to give you comfort. Everyone is in the same boat as you. Where the fire will never dim and the worm will Never stop devouring you. You're living in a place without hope. And since Jesus went to the cross of Calvary 
He has been telling mankind about this place. The Bible has been telling mankind. How many people have got Bibles in their house but never read them? They never read the word of God. Now this proves to you that God is the judge. That God is the judge. There's no other God but Jehovah, but Adonai, but Yahweh. And he will send his son, Jesus Christ, to be the judge. Why would Jesus be the judge? Well, Jesus has died on the cross of Calvary for mankind's sins. So it's only right that he judges. Let's go to Isaiah 33, verse 22. I say it again. Write this down if you can. If you've not got pen and paper with you, you must listen to this program again when it goes on the Mega Man's website so you can hear these scriptures. Isaiah 33, verse 22. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. He will save us. Jesus doesn't want anybody, nobody, nobody at all, to die. He wants all people to end up in eternal life. God didn't make you in your mother's womb so you can be destroyed when you stand in front of him. Psalm 96, verse 13. Before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. God's truth. I remember seeing Ian McCormack you may have heard the story of Ian McCormack. He was a New Zealander who was pearl fishing somewhere, I think in the Solomon Islands or somewhere around there. And he didn't have a wetsuit up and he came up, up to the surface and he got stung by the box jellyfish, which I believe is one of the most toxic creatures in the whole of the earth. He found that People didn't like him because he had been racist in his time to the people, the Polynesian people, and he had used them and taken advantage of them. Now we wanted someone to rush him to hospital and eventually he had to pay a lot of money to do so. When he got to hospital, his body swelled up like a balloon and the toxins in it turned his skin black. He eventually died. Eventually died. When he died, they put him in the mortuary. And when he died, he went to a place of darkness, which he spoke about in the Bible, where there is much crying, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. And he went to this place. And I went to this place myself. I was taken there by the Lord to see what it was like. And I remember... You wouldn't know if you'd been in there a day or you'd been in there 10 years. And he was aware of thousands of beings there all moving around and gnashing of teeth. And then all of a sudden he was there. He'd been brought up a Christian in New Zealand. A shaft of light took him, took him up to the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus showed him a huge screen in the sky. And he saw his mother there praying for him. He witnessed this. And Jesus showed him all his life. And it went through very, very quick from when his mother gave birth to him till the time of his death. And he saw it all. And it would appear that the intercessory prayer of his mother had saved him. 
And Jesus showed him heaven, the beauty of heaven, the wonderful clear waters, the wonderful sounds of singing. Animals that he hadn't seen on the earth, but obviously had been part of creation. And everything was there. And Jesus showed him this place and said he could come there. Or he could go back to the earth. But if he went back to the earth, he had to tell people of what he had seen. And he wrote a book, he made many videos called A Glimpse in Eternity, or A Glimpse to Eternity. And he now has a church in London, central London, and he tells people this story. Because his mother loved him, his mother prayed for him and interceded for him. And Jesus heard her intercessory prayers. And he was given another chance. But he was given another chance by the Lord Jesus, who would have judged him eventually. And the deal was he had to go back to the earth and he had to preach the gospel and he had to tell people that heaven was real and also that dark holding place where there was much crying and gnashing of teeth. That was real as well. So if you're ever in London, go and listen to his testimony. Listen to it in the church in London. When you look at James 4, verse 12 now, James 4, verse 12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? We mustn't judge other people ourselves. We'll be talking a bit in a minute about not being able to, or we mustn't judge others. You see, God can save us or destroy us. Now is the time in our lives that we have to choose. Do we want to be with the Lord forever? We can't buy ourselves into eternal life. Just doing good deeds is not enough to get us there. Jesus Christ has to be our Lord and Saviour. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at another scripture. Let's have a look at Second Peter 2 verse 9 and see what it says. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Satan will bring us temptations. He will try his hardest to tempt us. But God knows how to bring us out of that temptation. The Lord also knows how to reserve the evil for his righteous judgment. We're going to look about the day of judgment now. I want you to turn to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. And we'll learn what it says. You know, Ecclesiastes is a book in the Bible we don't often go to. But let's have a look what this says. Hallelujah. 12 verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be for good or whether it be evil. Now that is part of the judgment. So don't hold anything back from God. Speak to God now. Tell him the truth. Say to God, Come to me, Lord. Repent of everything. Do not hold anything back from the Lord, because he knows anywhere. Every secret. Nothing can be hidden from the Lord. Matthew 12, verse 36. 
Let's see what it says. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. I remember working in France some years ago when I was a plumber. I worked out there for some weeks. And we had some guys there and they all went to the pub one night and they started telling jokes. Now, I can listen to a funny joke. I know some funny jokes myself. But these guys decided, decided to tell jokes about Jesus' crucifixion. I walked away. They wondered why I wasn't laughing. They was all laughing. They thought it was very funny. I didn't think it was funny at all. We have to be careful what we've said. And anything we've said against the Lord, against Jesus, we need to repent of it. If we've said scoffing words like, ah, I don't believe in the Bible, it's a load of old rubbish, we've got to remember we said that. And we've got to repent of it now. Let's have a look at Matthew 24, 36 to 44. But on that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye do not know what hour the Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. We've got to be prepared. We don't know what's happening. We've got to be prepared on the judgment day. Hallelujah. We've got to be prepared. Let's go to John twelve forty six to 48. John twelve, forty six to forty eight. Jesus is speaking. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The world that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Hallelujah. We shall all be judged in the last day. But our judgment doesn't have to be difficult. God knows what we've done. God knows of the things we have done. So now is the time to put it right. Now is the time to put it right. God doesn't want to destroy us. He wants us to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Acts 17, verse 31. Acts 17, verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given insurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. We're talking about Jesus Christ 
our Lord and Saviour. There's no need for us to be frightened. The thought of judgment, the thought of standing before the throne of grace. But Jesus said we can come boldly unto the throne of grace and attain mercy. We can obtain mercy in front of the throne of grace. 1 Corinthians 4. Verse 5, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring the light, the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsel of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. Hallelujah. This will happen. This cannot be Avoided, the day of judgment will come. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians 5.10. 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Verse 11 says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciousnesses. I tell you in the time before this comes, and I don't know whether it's going to be a year, ten years, or a hundred years. We must be prepared because all of us will die. And to those of us that are buried, we will be in our graves. And we will hear the word of Jesus waking us up from our sleep. Now, I said earlier, we shouldn't judge others. And of course, Sadly, many Christians will judge other people. Many people have a form of righteousness and they believe they're righteous. And we must not judge others, not by our standards. Everyone will be judged by God's standards. Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet it, shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Hallelujah. We've got to be truthful. We've got to speak the truth. We mustn't judge others. You see, if we judge others, then we'll be judged before we stand before God. So if any of you are critical of anyone in, the, in your church that you believe is behaving badly, you've got a right to go up and say to them, but you must do it out of love, not out of judgmentalism or criticism. Luke 6, verses 37 and 38, judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For with the same measure 
that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if we know people and people are wrong, they're coming to church, especially churchgoers, and we know these people are not right, we should try to restore them. Let's have a look at Matthew 18, verses 15 to 17. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him it is fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in that mouth of two and three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, then him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Verse 18 says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You have to try and restore this man if you can. Hallelujah. Try and restore him. You know, times you have to walk away from people. You have to walk away from people. A man asked if I would put him up. He said he was homeless. And I believe he told me a load of lies. He said he had slept tonight in a car park. Yet when he came to see me in church, he was clean shaven. He had clean clothes on. I said I couldn't take him in because I don't own my own home. It is owned by a housing association. And I would be breaking the rules of the housing association if I took a lodger in and I and my wife could lose our own home. A couple of days later, a member of the church saw him going into a betting shop. I don't know if you have betting shops in America, but it's a place where you go and gamble on dog racing, on horse racing, on football, on other sporting events. He went in there smoking a king-size cigarette. Now, this man claims to be born again. He claims to be a virtuous man. And yet, his actions do not prove that. You can't turn Jesus over. You can't trick Jesus. James 4, verses 11 to 12. Speak not evil of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother... And judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judgeth the law. But if thou wilt judge the law, thou art a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgeth another? Let's not judge another. Let's not do this. Let's go to Romans 2. Please go to Romans 2 now. Romans 2, verses 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Romans 2, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgeth. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinking thou this, O man that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. Hallelujah. Two more scriptures. We'll get into the end of this now. Let's go to Second Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. Hallelujah. We'll go back to this subject at a later date. 
We need to tell mankind about God's righteous judgment. And it is a righteous judgment. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17. Remember this. Read the word of God and don't just read the nice things that make you feel good. Read everything. For God said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works and finally we're going to go to the book of James and we're going to read James 5 verses 19 to 20 brethren if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and hide a multitude of sins. Hiding a multitude of sins is like this. When you receive Jesus Christ in your heart and you become born again, your sins are covered up by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. You don't have to confess all your sins to the Lord. But you have to confess your sins. And you have to acknowledge that you are a sinner. And you have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, has died for you. So you need to read about the judgment. There will be trumpets in the air. Angels will play trumpets before the final judgment. The climate of the world will change dramatically. Darkness will come over the earth. We cannot avoid God's final judgment. It is the end. God is doing a new thing. There is a new heaven and a new earth. Where do you want to be? Turn away from sin now. Confess your sins to the Lord and be born again, all of you. If I can help any of you, reach that place. Contact me. I would love to help you. God bless you all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What a powerful broadcast tonight. I'm sending sending this up to the archives shortly and I encourage you all to get this to everybody you can powerful convicting word tonight before we close brother um, Michael give out your contact information how can people support your ministry well I, I would like this program to be called God's righteous judgment yes sir and if you want to know more about it if you go to my website which is Frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, all one word, 123 at AOL.com. You can contact me on Skype. If you go to that uh, web address, you will find my Skype address there. If you're in London and you want to come to church, it's Kilburn Christian Fellowship in Aldershot Road, Kilburn, London, NW6, we're there Sunday from 11 till 1. Well, I'm there from Sunday to 11 till 5. Because after the service, I do deliverance and healing prayers. We will help you. Time is short. You can look around the world and you can see things are changing dramatically. Now is the time to prepare yourself to meet our Lord and Savior. If you need help, please contact me. If you want to support the ministry, that is a wonderful thing to do. If you go to my email address, framecummings123 at aor.com, there is a PayPal link there. 
if you wish to support me. Uh, God bless you all. I'm sorry I won't be with you next week. I'm taking the week off from church and from Amiga Man. I shall miss you all. I'm going to have some go down by the beach. I can't get badly sunburned. I've been recovered from cancer, so I will have to wear long shirts and I'd have to wear a white hat. You know, so uh, I'll look like Big Daddy in <laughs> cat of a in, in cat of a, on a hot tin roof. I'll look like him with white shirts and a white hat. But I shall have a lovely time, my brother. So enjoy God bless yourself. you all. We love you and appreciate you, and we'll see you again soon. God bless you, brother. Amen. God bless you. Bye bye, folks. Stand by as we continue the program. Here we go. <laughs> 